Welcome to Machine Learning. Using uh, AI or deep learning to predict uh, fires is one thing, but uh, using robotics and uh, machine learning to help firefighters and rescue is another. So one of the uh, things that is interesting is swarm uh, robotics, coordinated uh, activity. For example, there's a, a contest that's been going on for quite some time called RoboCup. And the goal of RoboCup is to build a robots that are versatile enough, uh, bipedal, that could beat a human team in soccer. So um, the robot would have to be light, uh, fast, and very coordinated. And, uh, and so far... Uh, they have not built robots to that level, but they do have smaller robots that uh, are uh, have a gyro and uh, are moved by uh, probably three wheels, and they they move um, on the on the field, and they can do coordinated activities. They can pass the ball to each other. They can cause the ball to spin a certain way. Um, and they can do coordinated activity where groups of, uh, of robots work together to perform a task. And when asked what people think of robots uh, in Swarm, I think they feel very discomfortable. And probably the, the measurement of, of um, the discomfort, discomfort is uh, more physiological in that... Uh, the robots in close proximity to humans cause stress. So, but when asked if if the the robots would be helpful in work environments, uh, in one survey I was reading today, they were it was very positive. And also, there was a belief that in a rescue or in a fire event, the robots would be uh, in larger numbers, but they needed to be out of the way. Of, uh, of the fire personnel. So they would work to uh, clear passages. Uh, they would work to provide communications throughout the building and the scene. Uh, well, that's one of the big problems that the, was identified is that it's difficult to communicate what's going on uh, in real time at the fire scene. Maybe structures are are breaking, falling apart, becoming too dangerous to enter, and etc. Um, and also the surveillance of the area to get an idea of maps, entry locations, where the fire is originating, and those type of uh, that type of real time information needs to be distilled down into um, non complex statements that human beings can understand, so that the the robots are useful tools. They're extending out the uh, presence of the firefighters and they're being used as a tool, but not as a hindrance. So you don't want a robot blocking the entrance while firefighters are trying to get in. Uh, they could also provide water, food for people who are trapped if there's fallen structures. Um, maybe it could also rescue a person if, uh, if there's the possibility there of, of a rescue. So one of the ideas with uh, robots and, and using them to fight fires uh, is these wildfires in Oregon. If, uh, 
let's say you had a series of large drones that uh, during the high fire season, uh, fire burning season, that uh, they patrolled areas or sectors of the area autonomously. And then when a fire broke out, they could quickly deploy uh, water or uh, fire retardant to the location and try to stop the fire before it, it got uh, uh, too big. And so early detection would be one area that uh, swarm warfare, or you know, not swarm warfare, but swarm robotics could be used. Another could be in search and rescue, um, perhaps that it could be large enough that it could help a person get off uh, if they were caught on a, a cliff or something, a, a high area, it could rescue them and bring them down to safe, uh, safety or move them uh, out of the area of danger. So robots in that sense could be used in search and rescue, uh, not only finding the individual, but uh, rescuing the individual. And it could be uh, semi-autonomous or fully autonomous. Now, when asked whether or not robots should be fully autonomous in uh, fire fighting efforts and rescue efforts, most of the consensus is that they should be semi-autonomous. And uh, the, the, there's still a strong distrust in robot capability that they will make, uh, they'll bring injury, but they have to be very safe. Robots have to be very safe for usage. And in order to do that, they have to be very well tested in multiple uh, case scenarios and uh, their logic has to um, uh, be provable and also they would have to be accountable. So that, that's the robotic accountability is going to be huge, especially with self-driving cars. If there's any accident that occurs, uh, the robot's logs will need to be checked and forensics needs to be discovered and, and they need to figure out why the robot behaved in the way it did. Um, and so these are things that are critical when it comes to accountability. Now when you apply accountability, it implies that there's some compensation for error and uh, the insurance companies will have to either be accountable or, or even possibly the manufacturing of the self-driving car. So when you go back to robots for rescue and firefighting, uh, we already have robots that can be used to uh, bring water, like large drones bring uh, hoses up to high-rise areas on buildings and put water out. Uh, there's robot devices that can be used to uh, shoot high-pressure water at a wall or into a fog area. And, uh, and open the way to the room next door in case uh, it's impossible for humans to get there. And they also provide thermal scanning so they, they can see beyond just uh, what we can see with visible camera. They can see thermal scans. They can look for uh, individuals who are trapped and also uh, discover the origin of the fires. So in the future, it is my hope that uh, robotic swarms will be used to stop fires before they get uh, large and that they can uh, act autonomously in a way 
that uh, would allow them to rapidly respond to a fire threat and put the fire out.